Here at Adam Up Accounting, we're glad to help you during tax time. But if you're also a larger seller, if you uh, need to run payroll, if you really want some help running those uh, bookkeeping reports, because I know how good you are at that, uh, we're happy to help you. We have uh, really good affordable monthly plans on these uh, higher seller, um, you know, you're running it like a business, you've got some good amount of income, we'd be happy to take care of you so that your uh, accounting needs are taken care of. Well, I don't want to talk to you, though. I don't want to call up and just get some office off in, you know, New, New Brunswick or somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're here. You can message us on our website, shoot us uh, a message on social media. We'd be glad to help you out, kind of tell you what options we have so that you can be more organized and teach you and help you make more money and pay less to Uncle Sam. Well, what's your website, and where do I find you on social media, then, my friends? It's, everything's Adam Up Accounting. Uh, you can look us up there on our website. You can follow us, get some Wednesday wisdom. We try to give you some tips. You can also link through the uh, podcast, Death Files and Taxes. Get those taxes uh, taken care of so you have more time to make money elsewhere. We sell your items online. Go ahead, declutter your life. Have a yard sale or let eBay do the, do the work. From the thrift store, shopping to that wallet popping. There are two things in life that are certain. Dead piles and taxes. Dead piles and taxes. With Derek Everett and Adam Bessie. Dr. D. Roy, it is that time of the week. Death piles and taxes. You're going to bring it strong, tell us all the uh, good buys, help us make some money, and uh, help me kind of dispose of all these boxes of items that I've been purchasing. Yeah, it looks like you're getting ready for uh, gift-giving season or something like that. I, a lot of those gift-givings were for myself. Um, I, I guess not for myself, but it was items that we needed here at the office. Yeah, hey, it works. I figured something out. Um, normally, I, I buy a lot of items at... Uh, one of the big box stores. Costco, you, you've told us this. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, they haven't sponsored us yet, so I guess, you know, once... Well, they... you're not shopping there no more. Well, you, no, you I know, still, I still shop there, but... You're not a Sam's guy, though, we know. I, can you use your American Express card at Sam's Club? Oh, uh, we'll have to look into that. I, I just use... Why? Well, I, I use my Costco cash at Sam's Club. Okay. So if, there you go. If anyone knows... I really if, take it to them. If you can use... Your American Express card at Sam's Club. I found my new my new. Uh, well, that's probably Google Googleable Googleable. Yes, I'm sure the internet can tell us that. Um, anyways, I uh, I like using my American Express, so I feel a little bit better about when I go on trips, so I have miles. Um, which speaking of, I'll be going to. I, I I've got a couple of trips planned out, but I, I feel better about getting miles. So whenever I go to Costco, I have to use my my Visa card. Um, so I was like, you know what? I had an epiphany, big E, like, hey, why don't you just buy a lot of these things online? Because they sell ink online. You know, they sell a lot of these things online, and I can use my American Express. And I don't know. Man, it costs a lot of money to run a business, Do you, Roy? costs a lot of money, you know, to do, do these different things. So I figured, you know what? If I'm spending, you know, three, $4,000 on office supplies... I might as well do it online so that uh, I can support, uh, you know, some of these hopefully smaller online retailers, uh, people that we uh, support, and get my miles so I can fly around uh, the country just like you, Mr. Big Time. According to the internet, and uh, take it for what it's worth, but this is help.samsclub.com. Sam's Club does take American Express, and Sam's Club. Dot com takes it. So. Hallelujah. I think I just found a, so new, there you uh, go. a new sourcing spot. But I don't 
I don't know if they have the chicken. Do they have the chicken like Costco does? Uh, they got, I need to think. I don't know if they have rotisserie or not, but they have the same kind of food court. It's basically, yeah. it's a lot similar. They have, what they have is this chicken sandwich you can buy back in the frozen section. It tastes just like a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Ooh, boy. And I buy a bag of those and go Ooh. through them in about a week of work. Ooh, I, I, gotta so. get some, I gotta get some new frozen food items. Yeah, it's a little different. Tax season is coming up. And, a little and, different. You know, you get stagnant. You kind of eat the same kind of things and... Um, just like everybody, I, I'm going to try and, um, you know, cut my hashtag Husky section. I, I put on some LBs. And I'm, I'm trying to get that under control. So. Uh, here's a here's a bolo. <laughs> if uh, you have uh, any workout type equipment, January obviously is the time to list that and sell that. That is a big time bolo because um, our equipment that we have right now, it, it's a real nice clothes hanger right now. That's That's what it's being used for. Most are. Hopefully next uh, month I can, you know, at least pretend to work on it. Wipe the dust off it and keep it up for a, a couple weeks or that something. Is, that, that is some good bolos. I know, like I said, we're, we're end of year, getting ready to start in the new year. Tax season's very well upon us. Hopefully you got some Christmas cash coming or know that it's coming. Um, Derek, what are some of the things that, you know, people can look out for here in the next couple weeks so they can flip it and make some money? Well, there's always a lot, a lot of sales. A lot of people do like year-end closeout type events, and depending on what you're after, uh, clearance after holidays. There's usually some good items if you want to hold on to things for you know a year or two. I had some uh, Betty White Christmas ornaments that I got last year. Bless her heart, she's still with us. Still with us. Someday she won't be. Uh, but I, I went down to uh, I think it was Target, um, and they do the you know last year was weird. For yeah, a lot of last, things, last year was but usually they'll do you know the day after is twenty five or fifty percent off. Then if you wait a week or you know two, it goes like seventy five. Then they basically hand it to you to leave. Uh, but last year it was like out the door fifty people were clearing the shelf. So it depends on your area or what you're after. Uh, not just Walmart, Targets, all those places. The big bigger retail places will do just clearance on Christmas stuff, and it's always a big holiday. It sells year round, believe it or not. So. If you go and find some things like, you know, a Betty White, for example, it was a Golden Girls, just a, an ornament, but I uh, got them for like a dollar or something like that. I've been selling them for $10. I bought, you know, quite a few of them because they had quite a few and uh, those type of things. But there's also, you know, gym equipment uh, with what's been going on this last couple of years. A lot of people haven't felt comfortable. They'll go to the gym. You sweat a lot in gym. Uh, you're touching different machines and stuff. And so people have started doing the at-home workout type things a little more. So that's the same thing. You know, you can find this kind of equipment, whether it's jump ropes or, you know, a bench press or, or just weights. And you can find discounts on those kind of things. It, it sells. Some that's heavy to ship, so you might want to do local uh, yard sale type pickups, Facebook, whatever. Or you can just sell it. I mean, if it fits in a, if it fits, it ships. You can really earn, earn your uh, keep that way. Or, or figure it out. Um, what else do we have? First of the year kind of stuff. Just you know, people get ready for spring. There's just a lot of opportunities that way. So uh, just, you know, do your research. Like I always say, look for completes and sold. See if there's a lot listed. See what your margins can be. But it's a good time just to kind of evaluate what you got, what you want to be doing for the next year, and move that direction. So one thing that I can tell you that we have started doing in the last couple of years, um, and again, like I said, last year was weird. So two years before uh, usually we try to wait till after Christmas and then we'll go to like a Lowe's or a Home Depot and we try to find the giant inflatables. And usually after that... They, I drove by your house the other day. They, they After that, they go on sale 
and and they they dropped severely last time. Uh, the inflatable that we found, like I think it retailed like one fifty, and when we went and fought, saw it, I, I was like, hey, how much is that? Because it was a display. Um, guys, like I don't know. Let me go look. Um, it says it's uh, $18.99. Sold. <laughs> so we... Uh, $19. One of the things we like to do, me and the missus, especially it gets dark early, it gets kind of cold, we like to drive around and see Christmas lights and kind of the decorations around and stuff. And and uh, we decided to go up and cruise your neighborhood. And boy, if there wasn't a 20-foot, uh, you know, reindeer up on your lawn. Did I give you the gate code? Is that how you got in? I Well, if you... I'm going to have to go live again from your house. If you remember a few years ago for my company party, I did a Facebook Live from Adam's house and showed everyone the festivities going on. Maybe maybe we'll do that again. That is not true. We do not have a gate code. Unless the guard is not there, then we have to turn on the gate code. Yeah, the ghost Gary Coleman. I will let you know, is I feel really good because we've had a couple new neighbors or some newer houses. we got a festive neighborhood. Like We have every house up and down the street except for the one... Right across the street has really, really fun Christmas lights. Well, as we all know, Adam, it's became a catchphrase. It's hard to hide money. That's, hey, you know what? I, I guess you that's probably true. get ducking Christmas lights left and right. I know you got the the Sitka camel one right now. It is hard to hide money when you're yeah, I'm, I'm Sitka, Sitka Sitka man. But no, I mean it's it's fun and it's a good time of year. But like I'm saying, those things go on sale, mm-hmm. and there's resale opportunities for that kind of thing too. You get your personal use. Uh, there were these, uh, have you seen the huge, uh, you probably haven't because you don't like Halloween type stuff, but they had these skeletons at the Home Depot. No. They were like 20 foot tall. People put them on like the side of their house, like these, they look like giants. Uh, anyways, those resell for a, a crazy amount of money. I don't know what they cost. I think they're like a hundred bucks or something like that if you can find them. But uh, those kind of things look for these huge inflatables. They have these ones that are like. You know, as big as a, a skyscrapers, what well, they look like they should be in the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. But people just get festive; they have some land, and they'll, they'll buy them. So even if it won't work at your house or your property or whatever, or it's not your thing. There might be an opportunity to keep it in the garage, just list it, and if it goes, it goes. But definitely around this time of the year, people seem to want to get festive and creative, and you know, they might not want to go stand in lines, or they just Google and they find it. Just you know, I guess this is a show about selling online at its core, and you know that this works. So two things I got to say before I forget because you got there. Um, the NFTs. I know we always hit on it. We kind of joke about it. There was a Macy's Day Parade NFT, so you could buy the NFT for um, you know whatever said float for the original you know Timmy Tonka toys or, or whatever. So that was kind of something interesting. Um, the other thing that you said, I'm going to say something controversial, and this might lose us some listeners, but it just has to be said. I might be the one that leaves. If you enjoy Halloween, blood, gore, that kind of, you got something wrong with it. You, you just you just do. Well, Adam, uh, it's been nice. I mean, we have a thing with our buddy Jim Harold, who uh, I've been working uh, with, and, uh, you know, my wife's favorite holiday. I was over at Phil's the other day, and they had, he said he had a big special on a lot of his, his uh items that for those kind of merchandise but and each their own you know no no you, you definitely got something wrong and i the preface i used to live in a mortuary and when i was in college and he doesn't have anything wrong with him but he used to live in a mortuary it, it, the rest it, of us that kind of enjoy this kind of thing or like to get a good scare every now and again have something wrong with us but the guy that lived in a mortuary is telling us how we should live our lives continue people may or may not believe in the after realm uh i'm gonna go out and live and say it's real 
Um, I, I, you know, dare I say been visited? Um, yeah, don't mess around with that type of thing. That's all I'm saying. It just... Just avoid it like... What's Halloween like at your house? Is it like... I mean, is it like going to the library? Is there any fun at all? I went and saw this new Ghostbusters movie the other night. Very enjoyable. Had a great time. Uh, no, we still get... We give away the candies, but we give away... When the they candy open candy the door, candy. do you just go, ooh, and like... Are you scared? I no, mean, I mean, the there's, you know, I did... There's a couple of kids that showed up. They were wearing some sort of costume. I'm like... You, you can't be here with that? No, I'm like, what are you, a Star War? And, and Old Man Beasley. The, the kid looked at me like, no, I'm not a Star War. And, and that, that was kind of comical. Learned that on some podcast. Yeah, I wonder who did that. I wonder <laughs> who he's got that from. No, it, it was it was fun. Like, so we don't get a lot of... Uh, you know, it's usually younger kids, kids our age, or kids that are our kids. Age. your age. There's 40-year-old men coming to your door, trick-or-treating. Well, yeah, you and Holly showed up, so that, that kind of threw me off my I should have when I knew that you had full-size candy bars. I was about <laughs> to go up there and take them all. So, no, it, I'm a, I don't know. I just, anytime I think about, I don't like thinking about um, that uh extraterrestrial realm, I guess, for my... my extraterrestrial realm. Growing up in Pahrump, around kind of the Art Bell kind of alien type oh, thing. Oh, good Lord, this is, this is something. I go on some rants and some derails, but this is even for me. It's because you said skeleton stuff. Like, no. I'm just giving bolos for people to buy. If you could buy a skeleton for $100 and sell for 1000 would you not garage that and, and no, facilitate no, the sale? No, you wouldn't do that. It's like going. Why? It's like it's not real. It's a plastic skeleton. It's like hanging out at cemeteries after dark. Like there's some things that you just don't do. But if you could, they don't pay you a thousand dollars to go to the cemetery after dark. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, know. okay. What about you had a Christopher Robbins uh, and Winnie the Pooh set that you got at Walmart for twenty dollars <laughs> for your uh, couples costume next year? And you bought it for twenty dollars, and you could sell it for forty. You're not opposed to that for Halloween. That I am not opposed to. What about a gallon of fake blood? No. Why? Because it's it's uh, no. I I just have certain things. I I, I you are uh, you are a mystery to me. I, After all these years, you still uh, I still try. surprise and, me. And here's that like I'm not kidding. Like I'm not playing. No, he's, he's not. That's the thing. That's the point. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Oh, I need to throw this out before I forget to. We'll get Adam off his... Off, off my rant. I'll off his you. rant. If you want to listen, if you can listen to me and just not listen to Adam if you're into that kind of thing. The original, we're, we're cool. original we're, Halloween episode we're, really goes into detail. We're cool about it. But uh, there's this movie called 8-Bit Christmas. Have you seen this? Oh, you were telling me about it. If you haven't seen it already, I don't know when this show is if it's going to be after or before Christmas. Uh, we have some things coming up, so we're trying to get a few in the can, a little a little peek behind the curtain. It's a it's basically a modernized version of a Christmas story, which I know is one of your favorites. It's about a kid that wants a Nintendo. Anyways, if you're down with reselling and all the stuff that we do with selling cards, uh, this show is for you. So go out of your way, 8-Bit Christmas. I don't know where you find it or where you get it, but go ahead and watch that show, and uh, you can thank me later. Isn't that google it could be. I was too busy. I got like, where's American Express uh, accepted at, you know, big box stores on my Google machine. Um, also, I want to tell you, I ran to our friend of the program, our good buddy, uh, second favorite, Brian, over at Phil's shop the other day. Him and his son were there, uh, you know, just I was buying some things and they came in and it was an enjoyable time and I, I was happy to see him. I got the text message saying, hey, we just saw D-Roy there at Phil's. It's, it's nice to be, uh, you know... I don't know. I was gonna say respected in my sphere. I don't know if I was respected, but it was good to see, good to see Brian, and uh, it's good to go over and visit with Phil. I think this next year, when things calm down a little bit, we need to do a follow up with Phil. 
I think that has to happen on our shows. I'll tell you what. Now, like I said, we're, we're, we take care of Phil's accounting stuff. Phil's super busy, man. He is a busy man. I know this time of year is getting even busier. He's just, he just a likable guy. Just a real likable guy. So, you know, we encourage a lot of, uh, you know, buying things online. There are also great opportunities to buy things locally. Um, you know, find a local card shop. You know, get to know your local, you know, thrift store. All of these different places. There's so many opportunities. There's a lot more opportunities if you find, like, a mom-and-pop type thing. Like, a, even if you go to a guy like Phil or your local thrift shop that's owned by a couple or whatever, you can still source items, and you can just resell them from them. Phil knows I have an eBay business, and when I go in there, he asks me, how is, how's it go, uh, how is it going? How are sales going? Hey, this is what I'm seeing. Are you selling these? Are you seeing this? A lot of times when I go to buy stuff, he wants to give me a discount because he knows I'm just going to sell it. And I say... You know, Phil, you know, he says, Adam tells me that. Adam doesn't like the way I'm doing my business. I'm losing money on this, but i got to take care of you. So if you, if you make relationships and, and bridge some of those gaps, you go to bigger uh, retail areas, they're not going to give you discounts or they don't work with you. Sometimes they do, Adam, just send us a deal he got at Home Depot. But if you go to some of these smaller places that are more independent or small business uh, people, you know, you build that relationship and, They'll, they'll help you out. They'll remember you. You're helping them out. It's just a good, good mix to get into. It's really a fun thing. And I know that's kind of, you know, for me, it's it's really kind of changed. I, I've been Alabama koozies, man. I don't know what happened, but, man, they're flooding out. I, I started with, like, 160 of them. I can, I can tell you exactly what happened. What what happened? You know, Alabama's used to, like, winning every game and going, like, 16-0, and 0, winning national championships. Yes. They had a couple. They had a rough year this year. They've lost a game. They've had some close games. They almost lost to Auburn. I think people in Alabama are starting to get, uh, they're starting to drink their sorrows away. It's been a hard year. It's been a, a rough season for them, so. And if you're in Alabama, you, you need a nice koozie that says a particular um, beer beverage thing. I've got them on the Death Piles and Taxes uh, eBay store. I love. I should have bought them. some of those because uh, when you source at the same place, and I saw them. Yeah. I just I didn't load up like you did. Now you're reaping the benefits. We tried to shove as many as we could into that five dollar bucket, and uh, we get we got a lot. But that's one of the hot things that's been selling. But no, it's selling. Also, you paid pennies for them, and you're making we, a good return. We paid them. pennies for them, and and uh, you know I always get excited because I'm selling them for you know I mean. A lot more. I'll throw in an extra six pack for them because it only cost me like a nickel. Um, but you know, just kind of make them give them the feel goods and, 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 and there. But no, I see selling stuff online. It's it's just fun. It's sourcing is fun. Listing is you know listing. But getting that cash money, that's the fun part. You know what you know what I mean? Oh, I, I know with uh, the holidays and and getting that uh, that uh, that ching or whatever you want to call it, that. It's just been going again. It's almost like. Uh, it's weird because you sell stuff all year and I feel good about it. And then like the holidays happen and you're just like, Oh man, this is great. This and is good. When I see the money coming over from Macari, I'm transferring or from eBay. And it's like, I had a 700 plus dollar day the other day. Ooh, and that's, I told uh, my wife, I said, man, yesterday we did over $700. And she's like, that's awesome. You know, and it is, but, and it doesn't seem like, cause you do the work beforehand. Yeah. I mean, you have to ship stuff and all that. And that takes some time and stuff, but, Everything's up for sale. Everything's ready to roll. And just when that kind of thing happens, it's just great. So Reaping the benefits. Sometimes you got to sow the seeds, and then you harvest it, you reap the benefits, you know, and then you, you do something fun with that money. Like 
go to Vegas and uh, and and spend it on on uh, gambling habits, right? Uh, that's one thing that you can do. You can reinvest it into your business. You can go on trips to. Uh, the Continental 48, the lower 48, or you can go out of bounds, out of the States. You can, out of bounds. You can do whatever you want. It's your money. That's the nice thought, part about it is it's your money, and you can do whatever you want with it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. You can, uh, like you said, invest in other things, cryptocurrency, uh, you know, NFTs. There's so many opportunities to make money. Can we, can we talk? Can we get real on something here, Adam? Uh, let's do Okay, you stay invest in some other things. Now, you've been doing some investments. You've been doing some things. You've been keeping it off the podcast. But I think this would be something that would be interesting to our sellers and the process that you've kind of went down with some of these things. But you've had some properties, and you've had some, some good and some bad that go with them. But why don't you tell a little bit of that journey? I know we talk NFTs and non-fungibles, and people are either in it or not. But property and real estate, I think, is something that... Uh, I don't know. I think that's something that people might be interested they're, in. They're they're big flips. So, like Derek said, you know, I've kind of uh, I've done a, I've done accounting for a lot of stuff. Everything that I do runs off of numbers. Um, I, I'm an I'm an emotional guy, but I'm not emotionally attached to physical things. Uh, you know, a house is a house. You know, people might a spouse say, is a spouse. That is not what I said. Um, they come I, in, they go. No, no. I have one spouse, love her to death, but, you know, an amazing woman. She's great. She doesn't like Halloween either, apparently. No, yeah. Anyways, Derek always gets, yeah. Derek. Well, you're rhyming. Yes. Um, anyways, like I said, there's a lot of opportunities, and, and especially a lot of people have seen that now where you can, like, you know, be, be ticked at yourself saying, man, we should have bought that, or we should have done something different on that property. There's a very unique provision in the IRS tax code that allows you to live in your primary residence and you can sell your home and make up to 250000 as a single person or $500,000 in excess of what you've paid or put into the property every two years and not have to pay any taxes on it. Um, so it's, again, a very unique property. Just saying, let's just throw out a number, you know, in 2010, you bought a condo for 140, and you know three, four years later, you sold it for 190. You, you're really going to make fifty thousand dollars plus, you know, what you've paid down on the principal. You're going to make a good chunk of money, and because you have the primary home exclusion, you don't have to pay any money on on the game, no taxes. So that's kind of the name of the game. Is is that's something I've really enjoyed doing. I've done it several times now, um, and it's just, like I said, educating yourself on the game. So we had a, a condo when we first got married, bought and sold, bought a house, bought and sold, because we thought, man, at this time, the market is crazy. We paid $190, and we're selling it for $270, and now that same house is like $540. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, so like I said, we, we've kind of done that several times over. I bought and sold some commercial buildings. And just recently, in the last little bit, um, I've had an opportunity to buy two pieces of property. Um, they're both, you know, fairly close to where I am, and they were both for sale by owners. Um, there's a, a purpose for uh, most professionals. There's a large purpose for real estate agent realtors. They do a lot of great things for a lot of people. Um, they help them find homes, sell homes. There's a lot to that process. Um, but I found a lot of uh, a lot of luck or a lot of um, you know buying stuff that's for sale by owner because usually it means they're willing to sell at a lower price or 
um, there maybe need some help with the, uh, the transactional thing, which I've done several times. So um, I've been able to do that. I'm in the process, crossing my fingers. I've got two properties that we're going to flip here, hopefully in the next couple weeks, month, and we'll make a pretty sizable profit, Eric. And uh, very excited about that. And um, yeah, what, what other questions do you have? About okay, so say somebody wants to get into that. I know this is just general and it's kind of off topic, but we talk reselling, we talk all sorts of things and making money. Making money. Say somebody wants to get in and they say, okay, how do I go about it? So you're buying uh, from people straight up, you're not doing the agents and all that. Where are you finding the properties? Where? How are you coming about them? What's what's kind of the secret sauce there? Of I, I know that you you're always you always know how what's going on around this community and what's for sale, and what's not. How how do you get a pulse of that? Um, one thing is just keeping your ears and eyes open. I mean, I know that the world's kind of changed, and a lot of people you know would rather text than call somebody. Um, but no, I, I, if there is a for sale by owner sign. I don't even care if I'm interested in the property. I will call it because I will talk to the person selling it, find out what they're looking for. And I ask, the worst thing that somebody can tell you is no. <laughs> you can ask on a property saying, what are you asking for it? How long have you owned it? What did you pay for it? I mean, they'll either tell you yes or no. And, you know, it's, it's if they want to tell you, they will. If they don't, they don't. But then they, you at least get a little educated on what's going on around you. And that's usually what it is, is it's usually a for sale by owner property or I'm constantly looking on realtor.com or, or LoopNet. Um, LoopNet's the commercial side. Um, but I'm always looking on it to kind of get a, a grasp on what the market is and doing. And, uh, you know, if there's an opportunity there, I, I do my best to, you know, uh, to buy something if, if I feel like I can make some money on it. So. Well, uh, there you have it. See, a man of many trades. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I love reselling stuff, and I love – I'm just hoping and praying. These will be the largest – you know, they're, they're going to be some good transactions. Well, it's the same game, right? Whether or yes. not you're reselling a, a card for a dollar that you bought for a penny or a house that you bought for 50000 for 100000 or, or whatever. It's the same uh, same principles. It's just how you're how you're implying them. And like I said, if, if that's something that, that interests you – like. To be totally honest, reselling is what got me a little more into it, knowing that it didn't just have to be my primary residence. Because like I said, we've moved around because we've been able to you know, buy houses, use that money to, to pay down other debts or pay off student loans. And you know, my, my wife and I both you know, have educational expenses that we had. Luckily now we don't anymore, but um, you know, we paid off a lot of debt. We both drive vehicles that are paid off. Um, but it, again, allowed us to kind of, kind of you know, move in a, a different direction, um, go from a condo to a little older home to where, you know, we love where we live right now. And even that, like, I could turn around and sell my house. And we've lived there for two and a half years, and I could, you know, make probably, I don't know, 250000 You know, that's a lot of money. It's a lot. Of, but then we don't have anywhere to live. And, yeah, you know, that's the same thing. I, I, we tried Derek's basement once, and it just, it just didn't work out. Uh, the hot water. They were using too much of the hot water. I had to kick them out. But, it was but, awkward. But no, reselling really kind of got me in that, that rhythm saying, if I can buy this for this and sell it for that and really kind of educate myself on where these things are, I just kind of applied that principle to um, another aspect in real estate. And uh, it's been it's been fun. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, same thing. I was educate. I, we were looking at some property about subdividing the property. 
um, did some different things there. Um, you know, transaction didn't work out, but I educated myself on culinary water, you know, all these different things that now I'll know when next time, if another opportunity comes up, I'll be that much more educated. Yeah, and, uh, and something will come down the road. So that's just something to keep your mind open with. I know it's New Year. People are setting goals, different things. Maybe you're getting burned out of the thrift store, or maybe you're tired of waiting for your PSA cards to come back, or <laughs> your team's letting you down, or you're Alabama, and you're having to drink pretty heavily to get over whatever uh, losses you, you've acquired this year. Right now we're sitting at one, which for them is a big <laughs> deal. Or, you know, maybe you've always wanted to get into real estate, or maybe you're like, I want to own a business, I want to own a building, I want to rent out part of a building. There's just a lot of opportunities, and... Uh, the more you think outside the box or get creative about it, the more that can happen. So don't be afraid to be trapped in or trap yourself on things. I want to show you something. Adam's got to see. I've, I've, I've sparked, some, sparked some interest in him, so now he's, he's going to bring us out the, the big guns. Oh, there you go. It's a nice, it's a nice uh, framed, uh, it says, bet on yourself. It's uh, like a poster, and he's, he's putting all the poker chips on in. So Adam wants, uh, wants you to know that he's betting on himself. I will bring this up. I had a young man call me today, um, questions about starting a new business. Um, it was a mobile mechanic place and, you know, a younger kid in his early twenties. And, and I, I asked him cause I, I can normally tell, I can, when people come talk to me about doing their own business, um, it's a lot of time they've been in the profession for a while. They've kind of learned and now they want to do it on, on their own. That's, that's most of the time the way it works uh, with a lot of businesses and you can kind of tell. And I asked this kid, I'm like, what's your plan? You know, how much money are you hoping to make? And he's like, I don't know. It's just going to kind of be a part-time gig. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's set you up as a sole proprietor, an LLC. You won't have a separate tax return to file, but you know, this is the best way to start it out. And I was like, what's your ambition? Like, what do you want to do? He's like, well, eventually I'd like to do this. And I says, listen, kid, like if you want to do this, if you can't make money at this now, you never will. He says, you can make a lot of money. There's a lot of demand for a lot of things. And mechanics, I love it. That's a great uh, industry to go in. It's not um, a fad. It's not going away. Vehicles are always going to have to be repaired, oil changed, uh, just like accounting stuff. It's one of those cyclical things. Um, if you get really good reputation, you'll have repeat customers. Um, so that's kind of what I told him is, is bet on yourself. You know, Go out and do it. If, if you feel like you're good at something, then then make money at it, enjoy it. I, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a. I mean, that's that's a great part. Sometimes people have different things hold them back, whether it's insurance or you know mortgages, that kind of thing. But you can start part time and work your way up. Or if you're young, exactly though. Like I'm saying, if you're young, what else do you got holding you back? I had a a good friend in the same area that had a mobile shop and was busier than he could handle. And he, he's in California now. He ended up moving and. He got a job out there and was doing pretty well, and he decided he was just going to go back to it. So now he's a mobile mechanic in California, quit his job and everything they moved out there to do, and he's doing that out there. And, you know, he's making money. He's, he's living his life and doing what he wants to do, and I think there's some freedom in that. And if you, I mean, there's always going to be hurdles and things to learn, but uh, some people do. They just get tired. There's actually a big movement right now. Um, with people that are just kind of fed up with their jobs. If you go around, you know a lot of places are understaffed, underemployed. Uh, a lot of people blame what happened with the last couple of years and the people are just on the government dime or whatever. But I think a lot of people just kind of got tired of it. Was it was inevitable. And, you know, you have servers at restaurants that the restaurants closed and they went and found better jobs that they were making more money at to not get yelled at and treated poorly. But a lot of those people, 
uh, have those same skills and they went and started their own restaurants or their own businesses. And that kind of thing's happening a lot. I think a lot of people are just getting tired of working for people that tell them this is when you can go to lunch, this is when you can go on a break, this is when you can take a day off, this is when you have to be here. And they're saying, like you said, I got these skills, I can apply them, I can do better with my knowledge and treat people better, treat myself better than I'm getting treated. And uh, with the internet and everything that's going on, working remotely, you know, you don't really need an office space for a lot of things. It's, it's a really good opportunity to, to branch out and try something like that, if that's something that you've been interested in or, or thinking about. And I think a lot of times, too, is, is talking out loud, talking with somebody else. It, it, it can make it real. And just, again, having that reassurance, knowing that, hey, this is kind of my thoughts. And, and you're like, hey, listen, I know people that deal with that. You know, you can make it right now. You can well, if you're thinking about it, yeah, find some trusted people. If you don't have trusted people, you know, you got family members, maybe parents or, or close friends. You have Adam up accounting.com. You can text with him. You got me on the Twitter. You can, you know, send me a DM, say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing, what you think. Get some real feedback, and people will be honest with you. If you're like, hey, I'm going to quit my job and do this, you might get some people saying, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me, and, and maybe you know more about it and will or not, or some people, yeah, you'd be awesome at that. Go for it. Um, I love, uh, <laughs> this is kind of random, but I listen to other podcasts, and one of the other podcasts I listen to is Professor Slots. And he's a real, uh, he's a real professor, um, don't need to get into the whole mechanics of everything, but he said that he always had a motto with his students, and they'd come to class, and he'd say, what's your plan? Kind of like what you said. Yeah. He says, I don't care, he, he's like an engineer type guy, and really that way, like knows engineering and that kind of thing. He said, his thing is, I don't care what your plan is, I just want to know that you have a plan. So, kind of the same thing. If you're going to start a business and you're going to take this seriously, you're going to take it to the next level, you're going to start online selling or whatever it is, you need to come up with some sort of a plan. It doesn't matter to me and Adam what that is. It probably doesn't matter to I mean, unless you're getting business investors or whatever. It doesn't really matter just that you have a plan so you know when times get tough or when you're starting, okay, this is what I'm doing, A, B, C. This is where I want to get, whether that's goals in the future or whatever. It really doesn't matter as long as you got one. Because that's, you know, what you're basing your business on. And, and that's, uh, and to be honest, I mean, that's how most businesses um, succeed, is you have a goal in mind. You, you, in, unless you say, I'm going to make $500 at this eBay business, which that's what we started out as, uh, you're never going to, you know, you're just not going to get there unless you're doing something. Because then you know I have to list this many items yeah. at this price to get to this goal, or I need to buy this many things to sell at this price. Yep. Or one thing at $500, but I need to get that $500, and it's not going to happen unless I do it. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, and a lot of people are like, well, I can sit and make, you know, 60000 or 70000 100000 whatever you're making a year, or I can work for myself and potentially make four or five times that doing the same thing with people I like. There's, you know, some jobs aren't that way. You can't just start your own uh, local sheriff patrol or something <laughs> like that, or, or, you know, but there are certain jobs that are that way, and uh, a lot of times... Things are just changing and evolving. A lot of the stores are going to dot-com models now because of what's happened online. Uh, you, you're buying stuff at, at Walmart or, or Target. You can pick it up in the parking lot. Well, they're trying to compete with people that have been selling online and make it fast and convenient because people aren't liking to go in the stores or do all that shopping. And, you know, it, it's always a changing model. So whatever you're into, whatever you're doing, there's, there's ways of doing it. We talked about Phil earlier today. You know, he, was, he had a great job. He's doing a good thing. He wanted to open a card shop, so he started doing his little uh, side yeah. businesses where he'd go to these fairs and things and sell out of his and, tent. And, and sleep on the ground. Sleep, sleep on the ground. Man was dedicated to it. 
opens up a store. He was telling me the same thing yesterday. We were kind of talking. And he said, you know, some of my friends, he's like, they did. They thought I was crazy because he was buying sports cards. But he, he knew his numbers. He knew his passion. He knew he was into it. He knew that he could survive. And then he opened it at the perfect time. Oh, and there was a sports card boom. And hopefully he's doing well. Adam knows the numbers. Uh, Phil, he's a great man. But he's, he's every day he goes to work, he's happy. That's that's where I was going to go is is – it's you only have so many hours in a day and in your life. Time is the most valuable asset you'll ever have. Um, I went through these numbers again. Like I said, I try and do everything off of numbers. Um, I was talking with somebody, and he was he was kind of he was uh, kind of conflicted because he had a job offer to go back where he used to work, and it was for more money than he was currently making. But I kind of went over some details with him, saying, "Listen, yeah, like, yeah, they want to offer you this, but you hated that job." You hate it. That's why you left it. And yes, you're making more money overall, but this other job that you're at right now, you're working 25 hours a week. You're making almost 80% of what their offer is. Your wife doesn't have to work nearly as much because now you have the free, you pick up your kids every day and drop them off from school, and you were never allotted that. You don't travel anymore unless you do it for fun. So, you can't compare salaries is not always the number. You, you have to compare, are you happy? Do you enjoy what you're doing? Uh, does it free up time for other things? Quality of life. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah. that's what I was saying. And sometimes it makes more. Like, yeah, I'll go back for a couple more years of this, and then I'll, I'll you know, keep this on the side, and I'll bank it. And I, who knows? It, everyone's situation is a little different. So. I, I'm going to kind of deep dive into something here before we end. Um because I, I talked this out the other day, and it and you tell me if I'm off my rocker more than what I normally am. Um, my son was asking me a lot of these questions. It's like, Dad, why do I see all these for hire signs? Like, why are there so many things? In Utah right now, we have the lowest unemployment rate. I think it's like 2.2%. Like, you could fall out of bed and find a job. Like, it, it may not be the job that you want to work at, or, you know, there might be, a, a you know, something that you feel differently. But there's so many jobs. And he says, why is that? And I tried explaining it to him, and I'll say it to you, and you tell me if, if what you think is where we live and where most people live, there are so many opportunities, like you said, and your job is working online. So you live in an area, and, and you go, and, and a lot of times you can do it from your house now. You can sell items, or you work for a software company that they service people all over the country, all over the world. So now you're taking one person who lives in an area, and they're in the workforce, but it's not working in that area. It's working in the metasphere, like your buddy's excess. So you have, you know, continually increased the number of people who are working in the metasphere, but now you still have to have, because some jobs you'll never be able to have online. Like, yes, restaurants are changing. They still have adaptability, and now there's Uber Eats and all this. Somebody has to make the food. And somebody has to deliver the food. If you want it hot and ready, you know, little sneezers will bring it that way. Um, but you, you have jobs that can't be done online. You, you can't have somebody do your laundry online. You know, you can't have somebody at the grocery store. You, you have so many things that have to physically be done. And you're bringing all of these people into an area. Uh, they're working in the metasphere. There aren't enough people to work in restaurants because they can make more money doing other things. So that's kind of what I tried to explain him. Does that make sense? Does that? Yeah, no, I think that, that makes sense. There's, there's always going to be different jobs. Um, 
when I was young and getting into work, I, I remember I, my dad telling me, like, there's always a job for the willing. Like, if you're willing to work hard, you want a job, you'll be able to find one, whether that's, you know, shoveling a ditch or being a CEO of Apple or whatever. You, you'll find your spot. And so, uh, and some of it, you know, it's just, there's always going to be some opportunity out there, uh, whether that's what you want to do or what you don't want to do. We're all working towards a, a goal of whether that's financial freedom or owning houses or properties. Sometimes we have to put in the hours for somebody that we hate. Eventually it works out, but well, um, like you said, whether it's the goal of or hopefully it works out, yes. making so much money, you know, being out of debt, hanging out with Hulk Hogan. I mean, we all have life goals. Yeah, figure out. Yeah, figure out. Make a plan. Doesn't matter what the plan is. Just care that you have one. So there you go, Dero. That's a little uh, life advice, I guess. Today, with different yeah, ways to get kind of you. Got a little, little out there, but I think it was a good show. I feel good about it. Well, that being said, Dero, there are two things in life that are for certain. I mean, death piles and taxes. Thanks for listening, guys.